Welcome to Freedom Friday, Mark Danolo Art School MBA. And today we're going to be talking about growing with the flow. This is part two. These are pattern breakers and setting new patterns to increase your creative focus. Okay, so number three is method. This is the way you approach your creative problem solving. And what I like to do is I like to get off the keyboard. The first thing we do when we work is we usually pull up some app, we pull up some program and we start either writing or we start putting boxes and, and, and lines together in a, in a presentation uh, program. But I like to get off the computer and I like to go into a freehand mode, a written mode. Because what happens is when you pick up a pen or you pick up a pencil and you put it to paper, it opens up new neural pathways, right? It frees up your thinking and you get a different kind of connection than you normally would than if you that if you went just right on the computer. So what I like to do is I like to draw a picture of what I'm solving for. I was working on a, uh, a project the other day. It was a segmentation project, basically looking at customer segmentation and how we break customers out in terms of their, their needs and their value and that type of thing. And I was getting stuck because I was sitting there on the computer trying to lay out the approach to this and I just put it away and I grabbed a piece of paper and a pen and I just started to draw the picture out. And the key on the piece of paper is you take it from your vertical or what people call portrait mode, portrait format, and you turn it sideways to horizontal or landscape format. And why do you do that? Because we're so used to writing in vertical mode and we start writing in lines. If you turn it in landscape mode, that simple motion will start to create a different dynamic of how you approach the paper. So horizontal paper, a pen, or a pencil, and you just start to write. And so it's going to break that pattern, and it's going to allow you to draw some new ideas, some new things. I like to also mind map. So mind mapping is basically starting in the middle and working out in terms of what your main topic is and the different areas that connect to that main topic and all the connections between those. Again, breaking that linear pattern. So a picture opens up thinking, it breaks down barriers, and it begins your thinking process. Number four, models. Okay, so remember the brain likes easy. The brain likes pattern. The brain likes things it can leverage. That's why we go back to doing emails. That's why we, we like filling out forms. It's easy for us because we know how to do that. Uh, things that we learn are in models or in patterns, right? 30 days has September, April, June, and November, right? How do we remember those kind of things? Those are models so our brain doesn't have to do the thinking. So take advantage of that. So as you're working on a problem, most things you're working on, there's already been thinking done in that area by somebody else at some point. Maybe you did that thinking already at some point. And there have been models that have been developed that can become a chassis that you start to build on. So they'll give you a boost in your thinking. So find good models that you've developed before, or maybe others have developed before and leverage those as a starting point. So think about if you're going to build a car, you wouldn't build that car from scratch. You would leverage standard components that already existed. So incorporate that in your thinking about how you start to put together your ideas. Number five, timing. Okay. So from a time standpoint, what I like to do is start in short cycles. So just 30 minutes at a time. And then you'll likely keep going because it's daunting when you start to think about, well, you know, I've got a couple hours here and I'm going to really do some work on this project. And you tend to not be as efficient with that time. You tend to fritter that time away. You may not even get started. But I find if you say, look, I'm just going to do 30 minutes on this and just get started, then you'll tend to continue on and that'll get you flowing. And having a massive amount of time doesn't usually work as well as having those shorter cycles. Then find your time of day. I used to be a night person, so 
I would do all my best work around midnight or 1 a.m. and everybody would be wondering why I sent them emails with all this, this great stuff at, at one or two in the morning it was because it was, it was the time that I finally had space to work, but it was also time when I started to free up my thinking. I've started to shift as I've gotten older to be more of a morning person around that kind of thing, but find that time of day that works for you and start to leverage that. And then the other aspect of time is, as we mentioned that writer in Paris, deadlines. So deadlines create pressure to get things done. And pressure creates diamonds, but pressure also creates coal, right? So you got to be careful with pressure because sometimes it can make really good stuff. Sometimes it can make complete junk. So you got to be very careful with the deadlines. I like to set my own deadlines to set like sprint deadlines and let somebody else know about it. So just shorter deadlines that are deadlines that you're setting to get to certain points and get there in steps rather than getting there all in one shot. And the reason I say let somebody else know is because then you're going to hold yourself accountable. Somebody else is going to hold you accountable as well to getting uh, to getting to those points. So, you know, Mark, why didn't you even work on that thing today? Well, I just never got to it. Well, okay, so I've had some accountability point. And as we mentioned before, a massive amount of time doesn't usually work. You want to do this in shorter cycles. Number six, pairing. Okay, have you ever noticed this? Because I have. That when you, when you work with somebody else, if you sit down at the same table and you're like, hey, we got to get this thing done. We got a deadline to hit. The clock's ticking. That a lot happens. You can really collaborate. You can really connect with somebody and you can start to push ahead and develop ideas with somebody if you're actually working with them at a table. So what I like to do is I like to sit down with somebody else on my team and I like to work together and we start to get into a flow together. And having that second person is a pattern breaker, right? And it creates accountability. You can't just start checking your email while you're working with this person. You can't just get up and, and walk away do, doing something else because you're actually connected to them and you're working together with them. So it creates synergy and it creates a dynamic that's going to give you momentum in your work. And then finally, number seven, practice. Okay, so all these techniques can be really effective, but I'll tell you what, they're not going to work for you the first time. So you've got to work at it. You've got to find the pattern breakers that make sense for you, and you've got to practice them. And you've got to find the ones that really are the most powerful for you. And you'll find some new ones as well that I didn't mention, but get the right combination that works for you. And then just keep adjusting it. And what you want to do is keep changing things up as you work, because once you get into that new pattern, you want to keep your mind fresh to so start adjusting your patterns, finding different places to work, adjusting some of these parameters. So use that in your thinking and try it out in your Creative Friday.